travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the peer pressure. I'm a nerd, and, uh, and I'm here tonight to stand up for the rights of other nerds. The health issues. I find out that I have um, simplex 10. And the sensitivity. Like all of a sudden, I don't feel like hanging out every night. I don't feel like hitting on women. I don't even feel like drinking milk out of the carton. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your pal, Steve Spears with TampaBay.com. And today, one of the most definitive albums of the 80s, I give you... Genesis Invisible Touch. And with me in the studio, my friend. Where is he? Sean? I'm in a very dark place, Steve. Both emotionally and literally, I'm in a dark place. When I buy a new book, I always read the last page first. That way, in case I die before I finish, I know how it ends. That, my friend, is a dark side. Sean Daly is recording today's show in a completely darkened room. I'm not going to lie to you, Steve. I can't see shit in here. <laughs> but hey, this album, this album is a very dark album. You and I have talked about it. It's about alienation. It's about soullessness. And it's about our favorite thing in the 80s. Pornography. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Who was your favorite porn stars of the 80s? Should we save that for another show? Uh, Tracy Lords, definitely. What? No. Amber Lynn. Oh, Tracy Lord. Tracy. I love you. Anyway, let's not work blue already. Come on. <laughs> hey, we've covered a lot of the uh, definitive albums of the 80s so far. We've done Police Synchronicity. We did uh, Thriller by Michael Jackson, which turns 25 years old next month. Hi, this is Michael Jackson. And this is Vincent Price inviting you to The, the Thriller. thriller. And uh, I'm sorry, but it was my choice today. It has to be Invisible Touch for album number three. And this album also is uh, plays a big part in uh, the, the development of young Steve Spears. Uh, let's not go there. Would you say it was all downhill after uh, Invisible Touch for you? You know, not personally. only me, but the band, too. That's true. That's true. I mean, they lost me, both Genesis and Phil Collins. Uh, lost me after this. I love this album and the rest was shite. Can't they print Where that? that? Where did they print that? That's not real, is it? You can't print that. But yeah, you're right. And I think I hinted at it a few weeks ago. Um, I saw Genesis live on the Invisible Touch tour. And if you could draw a plane through the space-time continuum, you can look for this ragged, jagged edge somewhere in February 1987 where suddenly my world was torn apart and thrown back together. Uh, you were never the same again. No. This was it. This is a horrible story. And uh, Well, let's set up Invisible Touch a little bit as we go into it, because I'm sure each track tells a little bit about the life of Steve Spears. <laughs> Probably so. Is that true? All right. Uh, it was only eight tracks, which I love. Uh, you've heard me bitch a lot about how I think albums are too long now. Uh, but there are only eight tracks on this. And they work. Can you read them off to the people, Steve? Invisible Touch. Great opening. Yeah. It sounds happy, but in fact, it's about a cougar tearing apart Phil Collins' heart. <laughs> really? Yeah, cougars. Nice. Tonight, tonight, tonight. About drugs. Well, you keep telling me I got everything. 
about the peril of drugs, the highs and the lows, the chasing of the dragon. There's some lows? <laughs> Land of confusion. Yes, an indictment of the powers that be circa 1986. Daily is he's on today. He's I like I enjoy the darkness and I'm also wearing my Syracuse hoodie. He is. Making like it even this. harder to see him. I swear to God, I cannot see him. He's standing three feet away Steve, from me. You can even when you look at me, it's like you're looking through me. Yeah. All right, That's what's the next program what comes after? In too deep. Number four, in too deep. That's not the pornography one. <laughs> of course I knew I was underage. The uh Anything she does. Yes, number five, anything she does about a young girl who um, may or may not know the effect her luscious body has on mechanics everywhere. (laughs) But Steve, should we tell people that is our favorite track? That is a both of Sean and I's that favorite. When track. we decide, we're like, "What's your favorite?" I thought he you were going to bust out throwing it all away. It is, in fact, no. we both enjoy anything she does. And you know, they never played this song in concert. Never, can't be done. It's a it's a difficult song. Moves it in. also reminds me of. Do you know? Um, no jacket required that much. Oh yeah, sure. There's a song in there called "Only You Know, Only You Know, and I Know." Do you know that one? No. Kind of reminds me of that too. The same beat. Very nice. Millions of people in Stuck in the 80s land are nodding their heads saying, yes, Sean, yes. Once again, I agree with you. <laughs> Number six on the on the CD, Domino. Ugh, ugh, but you like Domino. Ten minutes and 42 seconds of pure pleasure, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a, kind of also describes my love life. That's <laughs> ten minutes, come on. <laughs> well, Does that yeah. include the uh, eating of the, the burgers before and the after? That on. <laughs> You mean it takes forever to stretch it over that Leviathan schwanz you have in your pants? <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, the aforementioned throwing it all away. Great God. I, it's so good. Just the whole sound of that song is yeah. great. That's probably, if you, if you have to talk about, I mean, I love anything she does, but I think if you talk about just the most perfect sounding song yeah. of this album, it's that one. There's no question about it. But do not underestimate the percussive oomph of Land of Confusion. <laughs> And, of course, the instrumental song, The Brazilian. That's right. About, and, um, about the wax, I believe. Yeah. Now, The Brazilian uh, Bikini Wax, is that all the your whole pubis region? Um, I believe it sometimes is. Really? Sometimes Can a man a- get a Brazilian b- bikini wax? I guess he could, right? Would you want to? Eh, I could use some tending. <laughs> all right, let's get back. <laughs> so, anyway, this uh, eight-track album, this classic... Uh, I don't even have to dare myself to say it is a classic. Um, this uh, album meant a lot to you in 1986, did it not? Yeah, I think I was a um, sophomore at the University of Florida in Gainesville. And this was the obviously the big song, the big album that year. Uh, it was all over the radio. It had, to- uh, had five top five hits. Yeah. 
one of which made number one, and that song is Invisible Touch. It is Invisible Touch. The, the pole position. <laughs> the uh, It was the same year. I guess we start the story now. Yes, let's begin the story. <sighs> wow, um, really? God. It's really hard for you to well, talk about it. Do you want to borrow my hoodie? <laughs> I don't think it'll fit me. <laughs> That's sad. The um, There was a girl that I had liked all through college. Her name was Melissa. And uh, I was away. You just keep talking. <laughs> Throwing it all away. I was uh, I was always dating somebody, or she was always dating somebody. So we never were able to get together. We finally uh, both found ourselves single at the same time. And I invited her to my fraternity formal at the Holiday Inn, the lovely Holiday Inn in Gainesville, Florida, which is the nicest hotel in town, or it was then. And um, it was just one of those magical nights. Had you guys kissed yet? No, that's that's where that's where that's where it comes in. So we're dancing, we're uh, we're drinking, and finally we go up to the the little room. Like we rented a couple rooms upstairs where we kind of where all the guys sort of had our uh, our hooch, you know, and all our mixers, so that we would uh, be able to continue drinking without having to pay the uh, ridiculous bar tab that was building downstairs. So finally, I, we sit down on the bed, and I lean in, I get what was. Got to be the kiss of my lifetime, and I'm talking, you know, you know, remove the 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 dimensions of life, the walls from the room melt away. You're floating through space, you know, Michael Jackson singing uh, "Human Nature" again, <laughs> and uh, it's one of those fantastic moments. And then one of my asshole fraternity brothers has to just be a jerk about it and tap me on the shoulder and go, "Do you know what time it is?" Uh, so wait, 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 hold on, if I may. Go ahead. So the kiss of your life yeah. happened. In a room full of other people as well. Strange. Yeah. So everyone else is watching you suck face. It must have been something to see. I mean, I got, I'll give you that. I mean, if it was anything, if watching it was anything like experiencing it, it must have been a hell of a thing to look at. I mean, because I, I, I cannot over-exaggerate how great of a kiss this was. And you know, uh, I would love to have I mean, seen it. I'd love to have, I would love to go. If I could go back in time, you know, we always joke about if you go back in time, what would you like to go back and relive? I want to go back and either relive that night or at least be there to watch myself kiss her again because it was something else. Was it like a la octopus arms going on or <laughs> did you grab her face? I don't remember a single thing other than uh you know that it was fantastic and that All right, uh, okay, very you know, romantic. You're some, very being very sincere right now. You're making it very hard for me to make fun of you. Yeah. Well, you'll you'll get your chance momentarily. I am so, sure. uh we started dating and um one of the first things she wants to do is she wants to go see Genesis in concert. And Genesis is touring. They are playing the Citrus Bowl in Orlando, Florida, which um, for those people who aren't familiar with the venue, very old football stadium that pretty much gets used once a year for the ball game. And um, I shell out, what, I think 1795 is what my ticket stub says, which I still have. And which Sean is now looking at. Yes. I can barely see it in the dark, but it does say 1775. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. You were section 118, row N, seat 12. Yep. So we, uh, we go to Orlando for the weekend. We, we, uh, we, we sit in the worst possible seats in the Citrus Bowl. The, 118 the f- doesn't sound that bad. Well, the stage, the stage is on one side of the, of the stadium and I'm on the far other side at the, on the top row oh, on yeah. with my literally with my back against the wall. And, uh, 
So you can't see the band at all. You can't even see the big screen projections of the band. Even oh, that's too small God, to see. That's how far away you spears. are. I'm feeling it already. Uh, by the time you hear the music, it's bounced off every wall in the venue. So all you hear is this conglomerated mix. And um, so it was, a, it was a horrible concert. Uh, I remember we got lost in Orlando on the way there. We got lost trying to leave. Um, did you now coming into the show? Did you already feel like perhaps your relationship with this girl was was waning? No, no. In fact, I thought at this point it was still. I don't. I don't think this is what was to blame ultimately. Did you guys make out at all during the show? I'm sure we did. Was I there hope we did. was there more space time continuum? <laughs> I don't know. That was such a miserable night. I, I find it hard to believe there's any magic. The um. Uh, I know. Arthur, I think. I think. I think the song she liked so much was in too deep. I, I, that, that's. <laughs> Sorry. I'm sorry. You look you're looking through the window. You're not even looking at me now. I can't. I can't. I can't wow. look anybody sorry. in the face. Jeez, you're really going through a, a horrible spot. No, right here's now. where it gets bad. This is all fine so far. Okay, it's a it's a crappy concert. I can deal with that. Right. So uh we go to Disney World the next day, have a great day in Disney World, and uh you see the photo of me there. Sean's got a photo of me and the girl at Disney World. You you can also see the photo Hold on, of- let me illuminate the situation so I can describe to these people what I'm looking at. Okie doke. All right, let's take a look at this here, Mr. Spears. This Phi Kappa Psi picture. The sepia tone shot from yesteryear. Yeah. Was this a Disney? What are you looking at? Show it to me. That's the fraternity formal that I took her to. Oh, okay. And if you turn it over, then you see the... So this night, this picture was taken right here. Spears in um, <laughs> the blue blazer. You know, I can't really make a lot of fun of it. Uh, kind of one of those thin paramecium ties that Paisley. were big. Paisley. Paisley, whatever paramecium. You have some sort of button That's my fraternity uh, badge. I'm trying to place. You look like a celebrity in this, and I can't think of who it is. Clint Howard. I am not what you would call a handsome man. The good Lord chose not to bless me with, with charm, athletic ability, or a fully functional brain. Nah, you're a better look. You're better looking than Clint Howard. It's I don't know, it'll have to come back to me. And the girl is lovely. This Melissa is lovely. She seems to be auburn haired, big smile, kind of a little trashy with the eye makeup. But I like that. She's showing she's uh, showing some uh, décolletage. If I can bust out my French, very nice. And a table full of very happy young men. Your group in high school is inc- incredibly hirsute. <laughs> You're all very shaggy. It's a Florida thing. Yeah, she's Florida in the '80s. But I mean, I can see why you. She's really hot. She's very hot. She's small. She tits. Decent voice. Smells pretty good. She drives me crazy. Uh, yes, and here's the ticket. Oh, and I see something that's coming up. Yeah. I see something from the newspaper here. Before the weekend started, I took out a personal ad in the, in the student newspaper. Kind of a little message to her to say, you know, let's, looking forward to this great weekend. Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> Is that, you, look, you got a little Gutenberg in you. Oh, God. But in a good way, it's good Gutenberg. Go ahead. It's more cocoon or diner Gutenberg, <laughs> not so much police academy Gutenberg. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. You took an ad out. This is very so what, pivotal. What does the ad say? The ad in the newspaper says, Missy, here's to a great weekend. Nummy, nummy. Three eleven two thirteen. I don't know what that means. What the, <laughs> there's what no, there's the no, numbers? There's no, I, don't, I think that's just the, the code of the ad. Missy, here's to a great weekend. Nummy, nummy. nummy so tell nummy. us what nummy, nummy, nummy. Nummy, nummy was one of our little pillow talk uh, 
phrases, I guess. Was that your signal when it was time to go downstairs? <laughs> you heard me. I said nummy nummy. <laughs> Sorry, this is a very tender uh, moment. No, that makes me feel better. Trust me. So, um, so we have this great weekend, you know, aside from the, uh, the lousy <laughs> concert. Do I have to spell it out for you? N-U-M-M-Y. <laughs> so we, uh, we come back to Don't game. make me get out the nummy nummy stick. <laughs> I'll use it this time. All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. We get back to Gainesville, and she decides to to become a little sister at this nearby fraternity, not my fraternity. And um, I'm like, okay, that's great. You know, have a good time. She ends up falling in love with her big brother at that <sighs> at that fraternity. Is he in any of these pictures? No. And um, it's just crushing because it's one of those things where she doesn't want to hurt my feelings. So she doesn't want to come out and tell me the truth. And what she does instead is decide to be, just become a t- complete bitch. Mm-mm-mm. What a little asshole. Oh, and ignore geez, me until I the... have to break up with yeah. her kind of thing. So that was actually she, that was tr- like a mercy kill. Yeah. She was. She knew how much. A real demented sort do of Do you thing. think uh, Genesis had anything to do with it? Preferably Mike Rutherford or Tony <laughs> Banks? I'd like to blame it all on Tony Banks. <laughs> if, if, he would only, if Tony Banks would just call me and apologize, everything would be better. Oh, so man. no, we would, we would break up. Obviously, Spears, you were a good-looking guy back then. I mean, you're a good-looking guy now. No, but no, seriously, you're a a handsome SOB. 86 was the pinnacle of my looks. It's been downhill (laughs) ever since. Yeah, the the, the, um, and and I I blame her for it. I blame I blame Melissa. Wow, Jesus! For the uh, the drinking, the uh, the bodily harm, the The hairy uh, knuckles, the hairy knuckles. There was my my knuckles were completely uh, (laughs) smooth and sultry before then. They weren't (laughs) sausagey. This is all this is all Melissa's fault. So to this day, when I hear Genesis Invisible Touch, any track, but especially the the ballads, I mean I'm just a, a weeping schoolgirl. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I wonder if she have you talked to her since? You know, I ended up dating one of her sorority sisters. Uh, kind of revenge. Well, it started out being that way, but then I ended up dating her for a couple of years. And um I sort of had my revenge not revenge, it just sort of karma kicked in one night. We all went to some uh, sorority function at her sorority, and uh, Melissa's uh, boyfriend, the, the one she fell in love with, was there as her date, but he had gotten trashed and was thrown up all over the place and making a complete fool of her. So uh, that kind of was my... You felt better? I felt a little bit better. All of a sudden, your sex with this other girl became a lot less angry. <laughs> I, stopped the, I stopped the punching. Yeah. I stopped the swearing. She was much happier. So that's my. Uh, that's Did my you ever bring story. back uh, Nummy Nummy with any of your other conquests? Oh God, I hope not. What was Nummy Nummy? You didn't really explain. I don't know what it. It was just a um, a, a little pillow talk kind of phrase. It wasn't. It didn't mean anything. It was just sort of like a, you know, rolling around, you know, trying to be cutesy or whatever. It's pathetic, isn't it? <laughs> a little bit, but we all do. Oh man, trust me. I mean, Natalie Diffenball and I, we had the. Oh, I don't want to get into isn't it. Isn't it pathetic that I took out an ad? I put those two words in the ad. The ad is nice. The nummy nummy is a yeah. It's you don't really c- want that immortalized. And then and not only that, did you ever get the nummy nummy tattoo off your ass? <laughs> they have great technology now to get rid of yeah, that stuff. Nah, what's even sadder is I, I put it in an ad. I cut it out. I pasted it in that that scrapbook that you're looking at, and I've kept it all these years. I don't know. It's sort of like a reminder of. Just how bad things can go if you're not. Yeah, you kept you, attention. But you, you're a beautiful looking couple. You guys are handsome. Yep. Did but, you ever consummate this relationship? Nope. I think that's the problem here, Steve. 
Well, there's a lot of problems there. Hey, yeah, there's some other hot chicks in this group. Yeah, this well, girl with college. The, this girl with kind of weird sleeves. You should have. I don't know why you went to Syracuse. You could have come down to Florida. You could have been. Uh, you could have grown hair on your body. At, at Syracuse, they gave. Um, there were majors in masturbation. I figured that that's something I <laughs> you could didn't do. need to major in that in Florida. Have you ever wondered how sad it is that your son's only sexual outlet is tossing off to magazines in the bathroom? Stephen Q. Spears is a very sad story, and I hope I showed some sensitivity towards it. Is there one song from the Genesis album, Invisible Touch, that we can play to sum up your experience, patch up old wounds, something that could be cathartic for you, my young man? Uh, just give me track number four, In Pl- Too Deep. All right, play it, maestro. This much you promised How could I ever forget Listen, you know I love you But I just can't take this You know I love you But I'm playing for keeps Although I need you I'm not gonna need this You know I want to But I'm in too deep Okay, I feel better now. Thank you, Sean. Do you? Yeah, I Good. do. I mean, I, I should tell the people that are listening that you actually were very pained as you told that story. Yeah. I'm going to turn the lights off again now. Are you really? Yeah, I am. I enjoyed it in the dark. I like it in the dark. <laughs> How much more black could this be? And the answer is none. Well, we still have a f- couple other features on the show this week. One thing we've got, we have a special Genesis and Invisible Touch trivia challenge for Sean Daly and the 80s Nation. All right. Are you ready for it now? All of us. All three million of us are ready to conquer you. Okay, here we go. Question number one. Everybody knows Phil Collins wasn't the original singer of Genesis. That was Peter Gabriel. But true or false, Phil Collins was the original drummer of the band. False. Aha. Who was the original drummer? Mickey Dolenz. <laughs> no. Chris Stewart. Chris Stewart. How the hell would I know that? Stewart, uh, Tony Banks, and Gabriel formed the band in, uh, in, back in school, and it was originally called The Garden Wall. And then when Mike Rutherford joined, they changed it to The Anon. Uh, Chris Stewart is now a farmer and an author. Cool. But, uh, oh, for one. Yep, sorry. You're sorry. Gonna, you'll get the rest of these. Okay. Question number two. The album... And then there was three. Was the first album to feature Phil Collins as the lead singer true or false? True. False. Uh, trick question there. A Trick of the Tale in 1976 was the first album to feature Phil Collins as the lead vocalist. And then there was three. That's a reference to the uh, that being the first album they did without guitarist Steve Hackett. Right, because now it was just Mike Rutherford, Tony Banks, and Phil right. Collins. So now and the big hit to come from there was... Uh-huh. What? What? Tell them. Stuck in the '80s nation. Follow you. Follow me. Nice, nice, nice trivia. Good one. Yeah, good one. All right. Question I'm number two. You ready? Yep. Question number three. Every song except one reached the Billboard charts. Which song did not reach the charts? The Brazilian.
Ding, ding, ding. Very good. Cool. One for three. Um, kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, that's all right. I'll take it. Question number four. This is a multiple choice, so wait for all your choices. The song Anything She Does is about A, heartbreak, B, pornography, C, Sarah Hall, <laughs> D, all of the above. Oh, I love pornography. Uh, <laughs> it is about, alas, it is only about pornography. But I'm going to go write a song about Sarah Hall. What will it be called? <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even have a joke lined up. I'm in the dark still. I have zinged Mr. Daly. Yeah, for- you got me, you got me. Okay, question number... I've also been reprimanded for my Sarah Hall um, lasciviousness. The make-out thing? You got in trouble for that? <sighs> Sarah Hall's a fine young woman, and I only like her as a friend. <laughs> okay, let me read that again. And I respect her as a human, and um, good luck to her and all her future endeavors. Yep. Are you ready for question number five? Now? Yes. Question number five. So two for four right now. Okay. What famous comedian stars in the Anything She Does video? Oh, God. Um, Rodney Dangerfield? Nope. Benny Hill oh, plays man. a security guard who the fans sneak past to see Genesis while the band rehearses. You, 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 this is not your day. It is my day. I'm having fun. You're going to rally on these next couple ones. Number six. Tonight, Tonight, Tonight was used as the music in a beer commercial in the 80s. Which brand? Miller. Which brand was advertised? Oh, sorry. Miller. Michelob. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. I thought it was Miller. Nope, Michelob. Ironic, since the song is actually about addiction. Yeah, it is about addiction. <laughs> I, didn't, I did not know that. I should have known, because I was looking at your damn ticket stub, and it said Michelob Presents. <laughs> the, um, uh, I'm doing terrible on these Genesis Last things. question. Last question. Yes. Finally. The video for Land of Confusion was nominated for MTV's Video of the Year Award, but it did not win. Which video did win that year? The video that won that year, oh, I can't see shit I have written down somewhere. It was Peter Gabriel's Sledgehammer. You got it. Yay! Da, 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 da. He rallies. Well, I don't know. It's, a, it's an interesting album, and there's a lot of trivia about it. Um, you can just enjoy it for the songs as they are, or you can... Uh, you are, you, yeah, or, or you, you can, can torment Sean with endless questions that uh, involve not uh, my torment, my friend. Your torment. Don't Let's even... get Melissa on the show and really oh, talk about her. God. Talk about that tie you were wearing. I think it was the tie that I, that did it. <laughs> she ended up marrying that guy. Really? Yeah. Well, there you go. And having kids, the whole nine yards. I did find that out years later. How do you feel about that? You feel a little better? Pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Still pissed. But I imagine, dear Steve Spears, there are people just like you out there. Who have suffered the same fate related to Genesis and Invisible Touch. Do you think I'm correct? Uh, I hope not. (laughs) My friends, I wish this torment on no man or woman. Anyway. Do you have a song for Sarah Hall, by the way? I do have a song for Sarah Hall. What would your Sarah Hall song be called? Well, since you talked about that uh, uh, Brazilian wax. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you want me to pick a a song off the album? No. I I thought you wanted me to just make up any song. Oh, no. No, make, I want you to make up a song. No, I've never written a song about Sarah Hall in my life, although you're, you're inspiring me to.
Hey, hey, time for Reader Mailbag. This is the segment where Sean Daly picks his favorite email of the week, reads it online, and uh, we get to mock him for his mispronunciations. <laughs> now, I, I, uh, I should say that we've got a tremendous amount of email waiting in the wings. Right. And that uh, we have a, gr- a great one related to Neil Diamond. Um, and we have some really, really good ones that we'll read on future episodes. But today's uh, was selected to help Steve get over uh, his 20-year heartbreak, 21-year heartbreak with Melissa. And this is somebody else who also shared a, a tough night at that Genesis concert. This is from Dominic Casario. Are you ready? Fire away. Steve, your story about seeing Genesis in Orlando struck a chord with me. I think I was sitting next to you in those shitty seats. The entire experience sucked. <laughs> Me and a few buddies camped out for tickets to that show in New York, Newport Ritchie at a place called Stereorama. I know it well. In the days before Ticketmaster phone internet sales. It rained all night, and we tried to stay away by downing no-dos, which resulted in not a little bit of vomiting. After all that, we ended up with lousy seats. More misery. On the day of the show, it rained so the stadium was soaked. There was a brisk wind, so the smoke effects ended up behind the stage. I seem to recall one of the amps buzzing throughout the show. They played all new stuff with only a medley of songs more than five years old. All in all, a rotten experience for one of my favorite bands, Dominic Casario. I feel better. Do you? Dominic had a shitty time, too. Yeah. Well, that's why when uh, Genesis just wrapped up their tour uh, through North America and they did not even come anywhere near... The southeastern United States. So we didn't get a chance to see him. Yeah. And if they had come through, and if they had, I don't know that I would have gone back. Oh, wait, there's a PS here. PS, this is what Dominic says. PS, the only good time that night was when I made out with your girlfriend, Melissa, in the bathroom. Ah, oh, Dominic, Dominic no. come on. Melissa wasn't like that. Uh, sadly, probably she was. However, Dominic did sign it nummy nummy, so he <laughs> must know something. Oh, God. More email. We, cr- we crave more email, yeah. right? Send us the emails. Uh, you can always email us at stuckinthe80s at com, or you can message Sean directly. He loves it. His ego requires constant feeding. It got fed pretty well. I got ripped, though. I got ripped pretty hard for my um, well, you my top 10. Your top 10 uh, list sucked. Uh, the, the, the point was to be different. Was th- the and- point was depressing. Uh, you know, uh, and in f- fact, you say it sucked, but I heard from a lot of people who actually enjoyed it. Yeah, but actually, I heard from one of our fans who said it was so wussy-ish that he felt like tampons were coming out through his stereo See, speakers. That, that's just sexist and wrong. I'm not going to play those games. <laughs> anyway, Sean's email address, if you wish to chide him personally, sdaily at sptimes.com. And I will respond lovingly with plenty of innuendo. <laughs> What's happening, hot stuff? Hey, the sound of the gong indicates it's time for Name That Movie Quote. You know, we got a lot of emails last week kind of uh, making fun of us for picking uh, songs and quotes that were too easy. Yeah, screw them. So no, uh, this it, week... payback. This week it's payback, my friends. So listen carefully and tell us if you know which movie does this quote appear in. 168 even. Oh. Yeah! Was that even English? <laughs> no. A Danish 80s movie. Awesome. Screw yes. them. That's just for you, Norway. <laughs> uh, anyway, if you think you know the name of the clip, the movie it appears in, email us at stuckin80s at tampabay.com and we'll let you know. 
aha, the mystical refrain of name that 80s tune. Hey, this is the segment where we play a clip from a band in the 80s. If you can name the song, if you can name the band, you win a prize. And I say that uh, with hope. Because uh, we're running, we're running short on on. Uh, screw them too. Give them a hard one on this too. So uh, listen carefully, because you will not get this one right. Yes, you're going down. There you go. Choke on that one, eighties nation. <laughs> so you thought you Dang thought you it. knew everything. You know nothing. We stand above you in total superiority. Not so nummy nummy, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, hey, if you're one of the winners this week, hopefully we'll still have some of our founditemclothing.com t-shirts left. Hopefully we'll have some of those Princess Bride DVDs to give away. I also have some uh, CDs, some random CDs that we've gotten in the mail. Those are up for grabs as well. So fire away your answers to stuckin80s at tampabay.com, and we'll let you know if you're a wiener. A wiener! Hi, this is Sarah Hall from BFE, Iowa, and just like Sean and Steve, I'm totally stuck in the 80s. Ah, the lovely Sarah Hall. Uh, how many times have we mentioned her this show? Have we mentioned her more than we've she mentioned? She made a big comeback. We went about, what, like 10, 15 shows, and then she bats us around like a cat does a mouse. Yeah. She plays with our affections, our emotions, our libidos, perhaps. <laughs> Can you, it's safe to say that we've mentioned her name more than Phil Collins' name in this? Uh... <laughs> yeah. Oh, you were going to get a ton of shit for people like, how come you didn't talk about how Tonight, Tonight, Tonight was originally called Monkey Zulu? Which it was. See? Strangely enough. Even more content I'm giving out. Even when I'm mocking. Hey, no content. You got the uh, you got the download of my entire uh, concert fiasco. That was that's you know what I'd like. Can I call out for? um, I'd like a bunch of emails about awful uh, breakups and relationships in the eighties. That might be a fun show to do. And if they're music related, all the better. They have to be soundtracked. How about that? You have to sound link them to some sort of eighties music. And not just run of the mill breakups. We want some real, oh, like, like, dastardly horrible, ones. Horrible, you know. Yeah. If you shaved your head afterwards. Yeah, kind head of shaving, stories. any sort of shaving. <laughs> <laughs> some kind of beef. All right, wrap it up, Spearsy. Hey, anyway, while you're penning those letters, we'll be here. Sean Daly sitting in the dark, Steve Spears in the light, firmly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. To read our blog, go to blogs.tampabay.com slash 80s. Email us at stuckinthe80s at tampabay.com. And remember to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. <laughs>